So we've we've talked about this a bunch of times in our Scream episode and already yes. not uh, watch along that Nev Campbell like officially confirmed she's coming back for Scream 5. Like she, yeah. she put it, she went on Instagram and she's like, I'm back. So like, you know, and it was like the picture of, a you know, the ghost face for Scream 5 that they have already going out. And yeah, so um, that's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Expected to, you know. Well, yeah, uh, it, it's expected because it's like if you got Dewey and you got. That's, yeah, I mean, that's what we said before. If you got Gale and Dewey back, you have to got, have Cindy again, you know? Absolutely. I agree. Yeah. Like, it, it's it's one of those things like you got to get the Trinity. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's, like, because it, it would make no sense to not have Sydney back because how, how are you going to explain that? You know, because she wasn't killed in, um, what was it, part four, right? Yeah. And you can't like. You couldn't if if Nev Beck, if Nev Campbell didn't agree, then you know they shouldn't have gotten the other two. Like it's one of those things where it's like if if even one of the, like you you can maybe do it without Gale. You can definitely do it without Gale. Let's just put that out there. Like we're, I mean, we won't lose much by lose. I mean, you might lose some of that. Someone needs to take action kind of thing. But like you probably couldn't do it without Dewey. Like I don't think I don't think I would yeah. like it without no. The but Dewey you're character. absolutely right. Like if you didn't bring back, if you brought back Dewey and Gale, then you have to have Sydney. If you didn't bring yes. them back, then it would be like a new kind of universe you're trying to create. But but yeah. the fact that you have them back, it's you know you, you need to kind of do right by the whole franchise and get uh, you know Sydney Prescott back in there. So that's yeah, awesome. That's we, good we've news. Talked, we've talked about that, and it, it's her franchise, you know, and now Scream 5 is hers, too. But as you said, Arturo, if they kill her off as, like, the opening cameo, you know, if, like, you, if if Scream 5 opens and she's, like, the first character we see, I'm going to lose it, Arturo. That's it. <laughs> if she's that's the first thing. one we see, that's it. Like, I'm going to, ooh, it's going to break my heart, but you got to do it. It would it. be very, very appropriate, though, you know? Yeah. Just yeah. being how, like, usually the first person to go is also, um, like, a big name, you know? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and the fact that the cast is being rounded out by some, like, yeah, you know, some younger actors, some lesser name ones, um, it would be appropriate for the big name on the fucking... It could be Gail, right? That's true. Like, you can... you Honestly, you can... It could be Dewey. You could kill off one of the Trinity and that would like that would still like that would be good. And then maybe Sydney like right? she makes it to the end and like or she doesn't, but it's also like this is it. Like this is it for Sydney. You know? It whatever you have to do is like establish a new person as like the you know Dude, imagine if like if both Dewey and Gail get got right in the opening scene because oh, they're together, you know? Man, yeah, that's oh, right. Dude. Oh, and then Sydney has to show up for their funeral, and oh man, and then she has to start digging into what happened. You're and right. The copy got this time. That shit would be fucking great. 
Yeah, and then of course along the way you have this new generation of kids who are getting roped up into this, you know. Yep. Um yep. Ooh, uh, that'd be dude, I know. <laughs> I know. That's you're pretty like, fucking good right there, right? Yeah, because it's like well now that they have Nev Campbell, like the, the sky's the limit with that. You can you can do it. Like just fuck sky's it. I'm the it. Limit. I'm yep. excited. It like we said the ready or not episode, I stick to that where I'm like, fuck it, they can do it. I wanna see what yeah. they can do. Yeah, I'm excited too, Tex. I'm excited about that movie. I'm excited about episode 46 of the official Court Feed podcast, The Morgue. And as always, is with me, Mr. Nick Valdez at comicbook.com. Howdy, Tex. How you doing, Arturo? Um, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. We uh, we wrapped up our final girls uh, summer event last mm-hmm. week. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, that was great. That was fun to kind of just go through uh, a great cast of uh, of women and their plight in the horror you know in the yeah. horror movies yeah um, it was fun to go back and talk about uh, Jane Levy it was great to talk about uh, Samara weaving and do the watch along you know mm-hmm. um, it was great to, to talk about Cindy Prescott who started all of this we, we just were talking about her a little while ago. Um, so that was fun. I hope you guys enjoyed that. You can always go back in the archives and check that out. You, we have Scream in there. We have uh, Jane Levy from Evil Dead. We have Carrie in there. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we have Samara Weaving Watch Along for uh, Ready or Not. We have last week's episode of the Watch Along of Halloween 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, so just go back, enjoy that. I hope everyone uh, out there enjoyed that little thing. So now we have a little... Um, little break between our next big event coming october and we're just gonna chit chat about just you know random horror happenings um, yeah like it, surprisingly uh september hasn't let us down there's been a steady stream of like new things you know uh, we got I mean, content right yeah yeah <laughs> yeah i mean um so one of one of the biggest reviews that it, i i enjoyed from you like from the I, I think it was like our second episode or whatever. You know, if you want to listen to us, I don't know if you want to go that far back, but like <laughs> it's a little rough back then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, you know, you you reviewed the La Llorona movie that they did, and now oh, that there's now there's a new legit one on Shutter, correct? Like it was. Uh, that is absolutely correct. So okay. the la llorona you're you're referring to the first one was the blumhouse movie that was mm-hmm. tied into the whole conjuring universe and that was, was absolutely awful <laughs> yeah. waste of a rated r um but now there's a new take on the story it's not really a new take per se it's a more rooted take a more grounded take to it mm-hmm. um it's um this uh independent movie called la llorona and it's based um in guatemala so the whole gist of it is that uh, there's this kind of corrupt general who's pretty much, um, you know, accused of genocide because he was he's been killing off the Mexican uh, Michelle, you know, people, you know, the Maya Michelle people mm-hmm. that uh, are like this kind of like kind of not ancient, but super old culture um, mm-hmm. down in South America. So um, he was accused of like genocide and he was taken to court and stuff. And of course, like uh, because everything's corrupt down there in South America in terms of government. Um, they kind of got him acquitted from uh, like, uh, from his guilty verdict. So um, it, uh, it definitely doesn't have any of the jump scare kind of style of okay. the clubhouse at all. At okay. all. Like it was, it's, it's 
legit a movie. Like it's okay. it, it's it's a legit more drama movie than anything else. Okay. Um, they um, there is no you don't see a La Llorona monster as you saw in um in the interesting house. Yeah. Okay, interesting. Um, it's a very grounded take. Um, the spooky stuff comes towards the end of the movie, so it's pretty much a movie that builds tension based on the characters on the screen because everything is held in one setting in this guy's you know mansion because he's stuck in his house since he can't leave since there's a protest outside and shit like that it's one setting which is smart because if you're gonna make a a short movie with um not too much like flair you know what i mean okay it's it's good to keep it in one setting and they and and they did a good job the filmmakers of kind of using that setting they did build some tension and stuff like that um but to be honest with you it was a pretty decent movie it's uh it was better than the one from blumhouse it was um more a more grounded take on the whole thing um i definitely liked how they kind of fused that theory um in the movie and and not have to kind of kill you with it you know okay um yeah, they didn't blast in the face with La Llorona, La Llorona. They kind of started it with like a grounded kind of more some black craft and some black magic kind of stuff mm, instead okay. of going straight up with that, you know. Um, they made it more like, um, not like a curse per se, but but not so fantastical as the original, you know. Oh, okay. So yeah. it's it's like that, um, well, the Mexican stuff have like the Santeria all that like shit. Yes. So it's like it's yeah. that kind of general idea of that like it, it's it is witch shit. It's it's witch shit. You, you like it's but it's all like it's not witch quote unquote like maybe you get the European witches. It's it's witch as in like yeah this is more affecting the vibes and affecting like make like yeah. It, it's like, like it's, it's causing nightmares and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, like it's, it's not never. Really, it's not like it's not direct spells on thing. It's more like no. Oh, exactly. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna fuck up your whole life and like give you yes. bad juju. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Bad vibes, bad karma. Yeah. Um, and then um, it's uh, it's cool how they start exposing the story because the story of La Llorona. If you didn't see the other one, it was um this woman who lost her two kids. Yeah. Um, and, and they were drowned. Um, so in this one, it's like a woman, you know, they start, it, it's same, it's a same concept, a woman who lost her two kids, um, mm-hmm. during like this, like infiltration of like a corrupt uh, military people who start mm-hmm. just, you know, okay. trying to question like, like uh, they're natives, you know? Okay. Um, so, so yeah. what's the, what it's all sounding like to me is that it's a, it's like a, like a grounded take on this fantastical thing. Yeah, yeah, it's a very, La, very. Yeah, La Yonona, which which is they try to do in that the Blumhouse one that you said, uh, it, it it she it is like a fantastical thing. It's a it's a monster, you know. It's a yes, ghost. it is a monster, exactly. And exactly. but apparently, like what you're telling me is just a woman, you know, and it's not not really a monster. She just gets like, uh, does she transform I, into like? I a don't want to get into thing? it. I don't okay. want to get into it only because like. Like it's gonna spoil it. Oh, um, uh, only because you would recommend it. So let, let's let let me put, posit that to you. Would would you like? Would you recommend just like checking it out on Shutter? Um, if you're a brown person, I would recommend it. Okay, being that it does justice to like the whole Yorona 
um, vibe, honestly, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, and uh, it's cool to see like, you know, good horror movies made in Spanish. Uh, they're not there's I've seen a, a you know, a handful of them. Um, yeah, they're not, like, they're they're not exactly like, yeah, I was going to yeah. say that too. <laughs> like, no, like, let's be completely honest. Like, yeah, it's they're just, not very good sometimes. Yeah. Like I watch it to kind of, hey, you know, let's. Let's root for these guys and see what's it's just, up. Um, it's the the cultures are too different. Like I honestly, I think are. that's what it is. Like you know, if we, I'm sure if we grew up in these, like it's the same thing with uh, like the Japanese horror that we talk about all yeah. the time. Yeah. Or it's like it's it's just a different type of thing. So yeah, like uh, horror from Spain, for example, it's not. It doesn't. It's not that scary. Because, right. For instance, like there are some movies, I think like The Strangers, for instance, mm-hmm. um, th- that was adapted from a Spanish movie um, and record like, like they have their few. But then like these movies who like for our, that are on Netflix, they're like, oh, this is the scariest thing you've ever seen. <laughs> and, and then I see it and it's like, oh, yeah. What no, was the, it's, it's what was the one we Yeah. What was the one we watched that was like Spanish, Spanish? uh the Fuck. one with the, it was like the, it was like a gray. They were, it was like two dudes. Remember, uh, what was, what did he call him? What did he say all the time? But it was like this old guy with a knife. Oh, and like that was the, the guy platform, who was, right? That oh, was the platform. yes, yes. It, they that were was, like, uh, Obio, that was, right? Obio. <laughs> yes, that was like Spanish, Spanish. Like it was like, yeah. like and you so see, like, like, yeah, it's, it's exactly like that shit, right? Where it's like yeah, it's, it's good, good, but, but something it, about it doesn't hit all the way. Okay. Exactly. They okay. don't fully execute. You know what I mean? Yeah. So um, like, where where it's it it's like you would watch it on Shutter, but you wouldn't buy. You like you wouldn't pay for Shutter for this one. No, Is I it, would oh. definitely not recommend that. Like, I have Shutter, so I was like, "Fuck it," <laughs> you know. And I also wanted to see what they would do, what what the proper culture of the myth would do with the movie. Mm-hmm. You know. Being that, you know, we thought Blumhouse was going to go for it being that they gave it a rated R. And we're like, oh, shit, they're going to kill a bunch of kids. It'll be great. And they did it. They killed like two kids. And that was in the movie. Like, yeah. This, the, the backstory. <laughs> where, does this one, the, <laughs> the one where you have to kill kids. Right. But yeah, uh, exactly. So I'm assuming this new one doesn't kill kids like because it, um, it's grounded. So it's not no, like, like but it shows the actual like. The, oh, the okay. Inception of the Girona kind of story. Okay, it, it shows it, and okay. it's, it's it's well done. Yeah, that's it's very okay. well done. That's brutal. I like so, it. Yeah, so yeah. it's like if it's you're gonna do it, yeah. you might as well nail it on that first one, like the important one. Like, and okay. it's great too because it's it it doesn't overwhelm you. You know what it is too with this? Like you're waiting for something to happen, mm-hmm. but it like it doesn't come until the end but you're not disappointed when you're like oh is something gonna happen here oh no it doesn't is something gonna happen here? no it doesn't but it built it's building to something and honestly the ending of the movie was actually pretty darn good nice um, okay yeah yeah okay dope um and uh with that like that same day i also um checked out the remake of suspiria that uh, two hour and 42 minute movie on, yeah, that on, is why on Amazon. I have never seen it. I'm just going to say it straight out uh, because I didn't want to sit through two hours. <laughs> I did not want to do that. I've, I've seen bits and pieces of the older one. So yeah. like it, it but he, 
I, I, I don't know if I've said this on the show before, but like you know I'm not very like art house <laughs> with my horror. Like I, I don't like to think a lot, you know? Like yeah. I, I prefer just like, you know, and you could do like like psychological horror stuff, but it's like I gotta be in that mood. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, this is no neon demon. Uh, so <laughs> um, <laughs> And that's a very good thing, because I was also um a afraid of the length it was just it's long i don't mind Mm -hmm. long movies but i don't want to get into a movie that is long and i might not really feel you know Um, right because then then it feels like a waste like yeah like uh i've i i think you and i fall in the same place too where it's like i'm not gonna sit through 2001 space odyssey you know, because no. it's like I'm because I'm supposed to, or we no, know we said this I'm not with gonna the sit Shining, Citizen Kane. You know, yeah, we've said that for the Shining too. I'm not going to sit through the Shining, yeah. but we both sat through the three hour Doctor Sleep. <laughs> so good. yeah, because that's the thing. Like you're right. So Suspiria, I guess, like to start you off here, what I want to know is like. Did you feel like, uh, did you feel those two, two hours and fucking 42 minutes, dude? Did you feel it? Surprisingly, no. Wow. Okay. Surprisingly, okay. no. All and right. it's, it's something that's bothered me for a while. Cause I, you know, like I like the original one from Dario Argento. Mm. Right. Um, and I've always, I was like, I was interested in this one. Cause I'm like, oh shit, you know, a remake. Let's see what's up. And, um, my brother loves it because he's a big uh, Tom York guy. Tom York is a singer, Radiohead, mm-hmm. for those out there. So he made, you know, he composed uh, the soundtrack and all that stuff. So that's why um, he saw the movie and he was like, yo, you got to watch the movie. It's good, blah, 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 blah. So I was like, yeah, but it's two hours you, and 42 minutes. Yeah, you thought like, you thought it was just him hyping it up because he likes yeah. fucking, yeah. like Exactly. <laughs> so I was like, you know what? I was bored at work. And it was a slow, slow day. I was like, fuck it. I got yeah. nothing to lose. I can put this shit in the background <laughs> and do some work while I'm at it. Dude, and um, yeah. surprisingly, it's very well paced. Okay, uh, okay. Yeah, it's very well paced. They have, um, what is it, like four to six acts in the movie. So, like, there's little sections. Um, and the pacing of those uh, sections kind of keeps you in there because you want to know what's going to happen next and what's going to happen next and what's going to happen next. They actually do a good job of, of unfolding the story. It's um it's a story about witches, you know, mm-hmm. um, but it's very in depth and uh, it begins all with like um, uh, one of the characters going to a psychologist at the beginning of the movie and, you know, explaining this story, blah, blah, blah and he thinks she's delusional and shit. Um, until he, he starts kind of doing his research and, and and checking out his notes, and he's like, "Oh shit, maybe this can happen." So then, you know, you're introduced to another other uh, one of the main characters, played by Dakota Johnson, which is the main um uh, chick uh, Susanna in the movie. So, okay, yeah, Susanna's her name. Yeah, so yeah, because uh, um, I, yeah. I was trying to I was trying to remember who was in it, but I remember she was the lead, and then um. Yeah, Tilda Swinton is Tilda in it Swinton was the other as one. well. Yeah. yeah, she plays um, uh, Madame Blanc, which is one of the the you can call the headmistresses of the sta- uh, of the dancing school. Um, and just without getting too much into the characters and all shit, because there's a lot of characters, and they mm-hmm. do a good job of kind of telling you the story of what's going on, of keeping you abreast of the situation, of like, hey. 
what are they doing and why are they doing it and why are they picking her and why do they do this? Like, I thought they kind of did a better job than the original. Um, nah, ooh, okay. Uh, I haven't seen the original in a long time, so just don't, don't, don't crucify me for that. But <laughs> I thought it was very easy to understand what the fuck was going on, dude. Right. Because, it, like, the, everything is set in Berlin. So the majority of the witches are talking in fucking in German, right? And some mm-hmm. of them in French. And it's like, fuck, you know? Yeah. And at first it seems overwhelming, but as you get into it, they do a good job of kind of keeping everything nice and tight when it comes to story. And I was surprised that when I was done, I was like, oh shit, it's finished. Um, I didn't expect to kind of like, you know, really dig it. Um, the movie is slow. Um, mm-hmm. Would I recommend it? If you are a fan of the first one, I would recommend it. If you're just a regular casual horror fan, it's a deep one. Um, the good stuff comes in the end. I mean, the, the ending is really good in terms of like the gore and just the visuals and stuff like that. And it's mm-hmm. kind of like a little, you know, a treat and a prize for kind of sitting through this, you know, story. Which um, turned out to be kind of you know not long winded but well paced you know yeah like that's that's the thing uh, I don't know if we've ever talked about this completely but we've touched on it before with like film length and like like yes. we just said like there's there's a difference between a long movie and a long experience you know I yeah. I don't like it's there there are movies like uh, like Godfather Two is a good example. You know, because Godfather 2 is, like, like fucking 20 hours long, you know, but it doesn't feel 20 hours long because you're sitting there, you're like, oh, this is going from one one thing to the next thing. Or it's like, it, it feels very, like, you get a good flow and it turns into an experience. It doesn't turn into, like, I'm watching this character for, like, two hours. Oh, man, I'm looking at my phone. Oh, I'm, like, my butt hurts. <laughs> like, exactly. Yeah, yeah, it's not like we're watching Titanic and you really, like, for that first half, you're like, man, <laughs> my butt's starting to hurt. And then, you know, then they hit the iceberg and everything's good, you know? No, but. exactly. No, like, this movie, um, uh, this movie is definitely not one of those. It's one of yeah. the experienced ones, honestly. Um, because you get so caught up with the actual story mm-hmm. that you're like, yo, I just want to see what's going to happen next. Um, and it's one of those movies. Uh, again, it's, it's a long movie. If you're not really into that stuff, yeah. into the slow burn horror stuff, like, cause Argento has a bunch of that stuff. Like deep red is one of them. And Tenembra is one of them. And, uh, and this one for sure is one of them. Um, and phenomena as well. Um, they're very slow burns, but like in terms of visuals and, like horror stuff it it definitely you know it uh it, it gets an a on that stuff and that's what argento did best as well he gave you um uh a legit thriller like a drama thriller and he injected it with like practical horror stuff and practical gore mm-hmm. um and it, it made it successful because yeah you had this kind of italian like thriller going on but then you know it kind of it kept you in it because it would throw a good kill or two right in those, you know, sequences and, and scenes that need that kind of oomph to it, you know? Yeah. So um, that's the same thing with this movie. So, like, you, it's it doesn't 
seem like you get a lot of gore or very much horror stuff right in the first kind of two acts, but it throws these kind of fucking creepy things in there that kind of remind you of what, you know, of what you're dealing with. And there's this, this very dope scene where, like, Dakota Johnson's character is doing this dance and the, and Tilda Swinton's character kind of puts some hocus-pocus kind of shit on her, like, mm-hmm. with, with a touch, right? And she was – and Dakota Johnson's character became, like, this um, – marionette dancer which controlled this other girl who was gonna snitch on the witches or something and then while she was dancing this other girl was getting contorted and like her arms are breaking and twisting up and shit and it was fucking it was great um so they throw that right in there and you're like holy shit um and uh the end is even crazier you know and it's it's good in that sense for like horror it's worth it if you're into horror movies and not just casual but like a horror fan i definitely recommend it for a horror yeah fan. like this sounds like uh like the kind of investment you do with like uh hereditary or midsommar exactly or, like or mandy where it's like just exactly. know going yes. in like you're in for the long haul, but like yes. okay, okay, so 100%. I'll, I'll check this one out. That's yeah. the perfect way to put it. If you're a fan of, of Hereditary, of The Witch, of um of Midsummer, right? If mm. you like fucking uh, the Lighthouse, even you yeah. know, um, <laughs> this is your kind of movie because it's um it it has that same kind of roller coaster esque uh, ride to it, you know. Yeah. It, it, like it takes you down a lot of different kinds of emotions and feelings and stuff like that. And then there's a huge payoff at the end in terms of gore and just, you know, just a lot of it, which is fucking great. Yeah, that um, sounds good. And, um, you, like, and I'm a fan of witches, so it was, you kinda, it was very well done. You kind of had to go in on gore with the remake. Otherwise, like, why then why do it? Right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. 100 percent. And they did it. Right. They fucking did it. Damn it. And it was uh, it was very well done. So. Yeah. Glad I finally saw that, so I can you know. Uh, this week we're gonna you know chit chat about um, uh, Bill and Ted face the music. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bill and Ted Part Three, whichever we want to call it, and it was released on VOD uh, um, right at the end of of August, I believe, twenty eighth or something like that. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, if you had a chance to catch it, um, you probably enjoyed yourselves. You know. Yeah. Um, like. I, uh- I yeah. had fun with the movie. How about you, Tex? Yeah, no, I I agree. Like, just uh, just before we dive into spoilers, because I mean, it's it's Bill and Ted, and we're gonna talk about like we are gonna talk about the trilogy as we break this down. So, but before yeah. we get into it, uh, the pay for it, wait for it, to stay away from it. It's been a long time since we've had a legit new release to say that for. I know, <laughs> seriously. So I would say, like, in terms of like twenty twenty stuff. I would say pay for it, you know, because I I did like we rented it. You rented it like it's and it's totally like, yeah, you can wait, wait until it's like streaming somewhere for free or like on demand for free, which is fine, too. If you see it on TV, honestly, I say like it's basically tail end to pay for it, like right up or wait for it. You get what I mean? Like maybe like like, I'm yeah, um, yeah. I would just say wait for it. Honestly, yeah, I think because yeah. um, I yeah. paid for it only because, you know, yeah, this it's is what new. we do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so I was going to pay for it regardless. But in terms of 
um, the audience who hasn't seen it, I would definitely say wait for it. Me personally, I I had fun with the movie. I didn't really fully um, enjoy it. Um, it it wasn't it was decent. You know, it, it was a decent movie. I'm not really too upset that it was just decent. I wasn't really expecting much from it, to be honest with you. Right. Because it's just because of rewatching the first one, you know? Yes. I was like, um, when I saw the first one as a kid, it was a fucking great. You know? Yeah, because I was um, I was thinking the exact same thing. Like, uh, we we both rewatched the trilogy for this, you know? Or, well, no, you missed part two. I was able to get all three of them, I think. I, I, right? Did you ever yes. see part two? I no, saw no. some bits and pieces of parts. Okay, but I didn't well, fully see it. Well, yeah. we basically, yeah, we we saw the trilogy for this, and I, I we were talking about it immediately after, and you you were saying some stuff to me where like I totally agree with that, Arturo, that it's like a, it's it's an old movie that we liked as kids. I, I guess like that's the nicest yeah, way to put that, uh, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's an old movie. Yeah, we liked as kids. Um, it's an <laughs> '80s movie. Now all '80s movies hold up, and this is mm-hmm. one of them. Yeah. Um, I understand the nostalgia behind it, and the you know, and the enjoyment of you know the the themes and the characters themselves yeah. for people. But the movie as a whole, you know, it sucks. Yeah, it wasn't um, very excellent. Yeah. <laughs> no, it wasn't. You know, and it's. It it was it's just a weird movie like Dude, altogether it's just an odd movie. It's got um, so many I, weird things like looking back on it like that you know watching it with twenty twenty eyes or like it, what's going on because like uh, what was it Bill's dad ends up marrying the girl he had a crush on in high school I think that's what yeah. the relationship was right. Like, Missy, right? Yeah, Missy. yeah. <laughs> I we will get to that. Well, you yeah. know, we we will that get to that. That was probably the best part of of part three, honestly. Yeah, yeah I, we'll get I was. To that. That's what I'm saying. Like, I I do like that. Like, in terms yeah. of a franchise, it's very it's very good to its gags. Like, it's very it's like continuity for sure. Yeah, yeah. But um, but I agree, Arturo. We we liked Bill and Ted because like if you watch them, like they're great. A lot of their a lot of their back and forths are great, but then when you actually like start listening to what they're saying, it's all like exposition and like them trying uh-huh. to figure out. Oh yeah, we got to use this time machine to go back, but it's like it's uh, terrible. It, it and then <laughs> and then of course you, you drop an f bombs, you know, <laughs> and like I know, and, and the wrong kind of f bomb too. Yeah, like you know? where I'm just like woof, you know, like it, it just we liked it as kids. That, I was like, ouch, man! Yeah. <laughs> I'm like the '90s were different. <laughs> yeah, it was like what a what a letdown, you know. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> and it's um, it's uh, that's the same way I felt with the newer one too, because it kind of followed the same concept, you know, in terms yeah. of going back and grabbing characters. But we'll get to that in a little bit. But um, back to the original one. It was um I have, I have tons of problems with it. On, on top of that, like their high school was weird. Yeah. Because, first of all, um, the ending presentation. Who has presentations in a fucking auditorium? Like, and no one. And it's just um, a presentation for a history class. For you history know. class. And then and I'm like, how are they doing in the rest of their classes? I understand yeah. that they're doing trash. In the rest of their classes, but this guy's gonna go to military school if he feels history. 
you know? know. I'm like, damn, dude, just send him to summer school for this, you know, <laughs> and uh, and then he'll make it up. But, you know, if, if he's passing everything else, because. Yeah, if, it was legit noticed, just history, right? Like, just it was history. Le- <laughs> they didn't talk about math. They didn't talk about English. Yeah, like, no shit. The important shit. Like, you know, history is great. I love history, but like, you know, the math. The English, I, I can guarantee you, they're not doing too good in English, man. But you know, you know it's weird too because Bill and Ted, I, I like how they've always been smart. Like you can see that in the first one, like they're smart in a different way. Like it's kind of like it, it was kind of like b- a before its time kind of character thing. You know, yes. is they they do pick up on the time machine shit pretty quickly. Like, you know, it's not yeah. like if if they were real dum dums about like it's just they're just bad at school. They just don't want to do it. Like who who can yeah, blame it's them? It's not you like Beavis and Butthead, you know. Yeah, I, I like, think that's what some, it is. Yeah, they're a smarter version of Beavis and Butthead. I think it's what it is. Uh, Bill and yeah. Ted, like, and the fact that we get into part two, which is the best version of I I think since we're like just going it one by one, like it, it's probably the best one out of the three. Like that's the best song too in it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Bogus Journey uh, came out of what, like, I think they turned it around in like a year or something wild like yeah, that. Yeah, I think so, because the first one popped off. That Like, I I definitely think they didn't expect that first one to kind of be Absolutely as not. well received, you know? Yeah, but then like part two, it, it, it's kind of, they go even wilder with it. I, I It's creative, you know, it, like it's not the time machine anymore, so they make up a whole story with it. Uh, you get Bill, uh, Keanu and uh, oh man, I'm blank- oh Alex Winter. Yeah, I was like I'm blanking yeah. on his name, but like <laughs> Keanu, Keanu and Alex, like they're really good at being the evil Bill and Ted. And then Bill yeah, and Ted, yeah, yeah. Bill and Ted are written like to be super fun. You know, like <laughs> they're constantly like breaking shit and. Uh, one of the oh, let's spit on his body and all that stuff. I I like yeah, it. I remember that. Yeah, <laughs> it got super dark there too, right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like part two gets super dark, and they lean into it. Like that's the best part. And you know, Bill yeah. and Ted are being goofuses, but it's like they went to hell. And if you look at yeah. it, like hell looks super cool. And that's an unfortunate thing about part three, which is what we're we're building up to. But yeah. like part two has a Problems. super. Yeah, it's got super ass cool vision of hell. Uh, it had a really good Satan. Uh, then there's death. You got William Sadler, who's like the fucking standout. Like, of course, yeah, like, I know. it's it's fucking great. And they go to heaven. Like, and then you know, then there's like space guys and fucking like robot versions. Yeah, yeah, the good versions of them. And uh, no, but like the whole thing is like uh, they kind of they nailed it with part two and that was the thing, you know, and they've always wanted to write that third one. And which is what we're, we're getting into. Like, um, like, unless you have anything else to say about part two, our show, um, part two had a good ending uh, song, which was dope. The song yeah. to unite everyone. Um, and, uh, part three doesn't, we'll get to that. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it was, like I said, it's something, that you remember as a kid enjoying it because you were a fucking kid. Yeah. You know, and you didn't know any better. And you had these two kind of, you know, fucking high school dudes. It could be like your older brothers just fucking around, you know, going back in time. Word. You know, yeah. being all Spicoli like, but not as good as Spicoli. You know? <laughs> yeah. It, they're not, they're not stoners. They're just like slackers. Like it was very, yeah. like, it's, they're very yeah, clean. Is, like, yeah, it's, 
it's very it's very interesting but, like looking back on that now you know yeah it really is because they they're written to come off like stoners and right they're written and and then they're like metalheads on top of that, or metalheads Jace because they're not really metal. Yeah, it's like it, they're they're into the the eighties metal, the hair metal, like and and hair metal. Yeah, the glam shit. Yeah, hair metal slash like where was getting heavier, but not like yeah, e- yeah, e- kind of. I mean, it, I, they were I like would, I would say like they're more into like the Van Halen shit. You know? Yes, yes. I think that's pretty much perfect. Cause it's like, yeah, because they wanted Van Halen in their band, the first one. You know? <laughs> yeah. So like, th- they're into the Van Halen stuff. You can you, you can probably f- figure they like Motley Crue, yeah, um, and that kind of eighties uh, glam. It's the uh, party metal, arena rock metal. Yeah, yeah, it's the arena yeah. rock metal, like yeah. Def Leppard, Van Halen, um, which is cool. Uh, yeah, no, but, there's uh, nothing wrong with it. Like, the, it it works for a reason. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, but, but it's weird because on, on top of that, they never really truly learned how to play their instruments, which is hilarious. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> let's let's like we've been building up to it, but let's get into Bill the Ted face the music. So now let's you know get what into we. Part three, man. Yeah, now uh, the buddies at home, you all uh, you all understand how we feel about one and two. One not as good, doesn't hold up. Two at two, it's good. It's just not like it's not it's not great, but it is good. It's, not it's great, the best but it, one. It's, yeah, it's solid. It's a better version of part one. <laughs> yes, it's the best version yeah. of Bill and Ted that you'll get. Where it, so Bill and Ted are much older now, and that's it's smart that they acknowledge that. Like that's the story. Yeah, it is the story. Yeah, because they they've been wanting to do this for years. And so this is like ultimate passion project type stuff. Cause we all know Keanu Reeves didn't need to do this. And we all know like Alex Winter just doesn't act anymore. But so you see, like all right. He, so to that point, <laughs> I'm glad you started there to that point. Um, Keanu Reeves can no longer play this character, man. Oh yeah. It's tough, man. Yeah. Like, Alex Winter did a better job of portraying his character aged, you know. Yeah, but he was—he was an old Bill. Like yeah. he was very good at being old Bill, exactly. Yeah. But Ted just seemed to be a character that was just a zeitgeist. You know what I mean? And yeah. like updating him to now, where legit it was what it what like another because they did it of an exact aging from that point, right? Oh yeah, like yeah. it's been like twenty some however yeah. long it's been since part two. Yeah, like, exactly. it's been twenty something years. So yeah. That character of Ted, it's it it wasn't meant to be aged twenty three, twenty something years. <laughs> yeah, I think I think that's got to do with Keanu though. Cause remember Keanu Reeves when he came on, he was the Ted. He was. He was Ted every he was Ted everywhere, even in fucking like so because- yeah. I, I remember <laughs> he he there's a part where uh okay so um so the the short gist of it is they they need to write the song to reunite the world that was part two that they were supposed to do and it's been 20 something years and they still haven't done it you know they've been trying like we find them 20 years later they're still the wild stallions but they've tried like they're on some experimental music and all that shit because they've been trying for years and in that time like they started out playing or sold out arenas and now it's like nothing. Yeah. That's and, like, like, uh, like a little dive bar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like the whole thing is, um, 
And now they have like 45 minutes or some shit like that. It's like 60 minutes or something like that. They had the length Otherwise, of the movie, which I thought was really great too. <laughs> Honestly, I didn't even I didn't yeah, catch that. It That's smart. Length, it okay. was the length of the movie. They were like, uh, they're like, oh, you have about like um, seventy three minutes or something like that <laughs> because That's it was twenty minutes into the movie. Yeah, yo, I did not catch that at all. Yeah, that was so. Good. Uh, yeah, that's great. Um, I'll give it more credit. But yeah, so if they don't write the song by that point, then reality des- is destroyed. So then they decide to go into the future and take a, like take the song from themselves who have written it in the future. Which, you know, once you start pulling at it, oh, that's the same thing with all these Bill and Ted's. It's just like, you, there's no logic here. Yeah. It's just like, there's no time travel, any rules, anything. It's no predestination you know, here at all. So, yeah, like, <laughs> it's no predestination, right? Like, they wouldn't be able to go into the future if reality got destroyed, like, later that day. Like, it's just. But I thought that's what the whole thing was. Like, when you see the trailers and stuff, I thought they were going to be alternate versions of themselves, like, alternate universe. You know? Yeah. Well, but, yeah, so yeah, they, exactly. Like, I thought they were. That's why the story kind of sucks. Um, yeah, I was hoping for like face the multiverse. You know, like I thought we were gonna get like fifty versions of Bill and Ted. <laughs> yeah, that would that honestly would have been a more interesting interesting story. But it just seems like they they it's a story about them how they age in the future. Obviously, right? Because they go from from like years to years to years to see like when they finally write the song and then you see them as characters just be shittier and shittier and shittier characters. Yeah. So, so that brings me back to the Keanu thing. Uh, So in this movie, one of the futures is them like, like it's the older crappier versions of themselves pretending that their lives are successful. They put on British accents (laughs) and Keanu Hasn't done a British accent since, like, fucking Dracula. Remember Dracula, dude? I do remember that's Dracula. What... We'll talk about that one day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But that's the thing I'm saying, where I'm like, Keanu was that dude. He was Ted in everything. But now it's like, he, now he's not Ted anymore. He's not. He, he really and he really it, is it. It's been years. Dude. It all started like, he's with just a different dude. It all started with yeah. Speed. All right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know what? Because yeah. Because even, I, like... Because after Bill and Ted, he got uh, the Point Break gig, right? Mm-hmm. Where he played Johnny Utah, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and he was still kind of Ted at that moment, you know? But then he he, Word. But then he he got the action chops with it, you know? Which brought him up to speed, you know? In speed, pretty much, where he became a bit more serious, you know? And then, right. obviously, like, um, like he grew up um, in The Matrix, you know what I mean? In The Matrix right. movie. And then he matured with the John Wick movies. You know, that's how I, I describe it to you at one point. Like, he grew out of the shell of that woe character um, right, in the yeah. Matrix, you know. And from there, you know, he was just Neo. We just know him. We, Keanu was just Neo, period. You know? Like, legit, he legit. is like an action star. Yeah. It's basically yeah. like if Tom Cruise, like, were Ted. Like, we're trying to play Ted in the fucking Bill and Ted 3. It's yeah. basically what that was. I, I think <laughs> yeah. that's what it all boils down to is like you see him do that and like you see him try. I think that's what's heartbreaking about yes. it, right? Like he, yeah. he's obviously trying. And because like he's, he's not- trying, it just comes off as just like <laughs> just like a character. You have this serious John Wick, you know, this serious uh not John Wick, I'm sorry, this serious because now he's John Wick. Now he's not Neo anymore. Yeah, he's going. <laughs> dude. Even like even his clothes. So like 
uh, I was always wondering when you see like trailers and promotional stuff. I'm like, why is he wearing a button down and slacks? You know, I'm like, it, like at least like older Bill had like the sense to just have on a t-shirt and like jeans. You know, yeah. I was like, why is Keanu not in like jeans and a t-shirt? But no, so it's because they're set that's a good up point like, too. yeah, it's a good point. It's because they go to marriage counseling, and that's a, that was a good scene. It's a good idea. That like was basically, funny. I yeah, I really liked that first like twenty minutes, like before we get into the actual story. Yeah. I liked all the catch up. Like I like finding out how messed up they are. Yeah, it's but like how like like they can't like be separated. It's always we. You know? <laughs> it's like yeah, yeah we, and, we love you, babes. You know. Yeah, and it, it's a it's a fun thing. I do like it, yeah. and. Uh, and breaking it down, like when you start thinking about it, like thematically, quote unquote, you know, the whole thing is like they keep confronting older versions of themselves. So it's like, no, they have to like they have to face themselves. That's facing the music. It's like, oh, music. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, it's like, no, they're not trying to get out of a wacky situation. It's like, no, they they're they trying to save coming. their marriages. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're trying not to be fuck ups anymore, which is the most know? adult thing ever. If you think about it. Yeah. And, and that's what makes like the Keanu stuff stand out even more. It's because he's like, that's the thing. You can't say that he did it for the money. You can't say like, because he, you know, Keanu at this point, he does shit because he likes movies and he wanted to do this one, you know, and oh, all the sure. creative team is back. Like you have like all this stuff is back, but it's also like at the same time, it's definitely a movie that's fucking 20 years after the, the second yeah. one. <laughs> but like we mentioned, though, like Alex Winter does do a good job of kind of, you know, absolutely of of, uh, of holding that weight that like, he kind of bears the load. Uh, between the yeah. two because Keanu comes off so stiff, you know? Yeah. It's like 80% Ted or 80% Bill and like 20% yeah. Ted. And, uh, you know? and it's, um, which leads that sucks. Me, yeah. Which leads <laughs> me to the, um, their daughters, right? Right. Um, who are also, uh, what's their name? Thea and, uh, and Billy. Yeah. Right? They got it. They got around it. So in part two, like uh, they have, so it's two little boys. They call him Bill and Ted. But here they play it off as like, oh, remember when I called called her Bill? And remember when we called you Ted? You know? Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So we have Samara Weaving and oh, I forget the other girl's name. But then the other problem thing is too, like they don't do enough no, to like make it just like a it, a reboot. Completely, yeah, they you know? don't do enough, and their characters. Um, exactly. Their characters don't do enough and it kind of hurts the way they're portrayed a little bit, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, yeah. I remember um, Ted's daughter, for example, came off like just awkward because she was trying to do the Ted thing, you know, and it just came off as just like, oh, like, what are you doing? You know, um, I, right. I, I get you want it to be very Ted like, you know. Not like bimbo or anything like that, but just more like Ted, you know? Yeah, and, to put the she puts like that affectation on it. That yeah, because she was the smart version of Ted, you know what I mean? Obviously, because right. you know, the kids are smarter. Um, but like, it was very like, I don't know. It just didn't seem genuine, you know? It didn't seem like, yeah. you know, how, how all of a sudden does your daughter act and talk the same exact way you do, you know? Um, and the mother is fucking has an english accent how is that possible you know yeah it was the same thing here like it's it's 80 percent bill you know it's 80 yeah. percent fucking uh samara, like samara yeah. weaving samara character exactly 
she doesn't but that's again that's a testament to the her father bill right who's is in the exact same boat because the characters are just made like they're written better than the ted character you know yeah um because it just seems like you can do more because bill is probably the more the the brains of the operation kind of say you know um, right, right. With the girls, uh, they're both the brains of the operation. They're both equally smart, um, but they have you know the mannerisms of their dads. That leads us to like how this whole thing went down. So, um, Bill and Ted were told that they would be able to kind of give the music to the people. It was what the, the Preston Logan uh, a little you know a USB yeah. drive, right? Yes. And uh, and what they find out is that the Preston Logan they're talking about is their daughters, you know? Yes. Which I thought was really dope. I like that. Yeah. I, you know, as a, as a dad of a daughter, I definitely dig that 100%. But I just feel like it was um, it was rushed, man. <laughs> yeah, it comes out of nowhere, right? Yeah, like, dude. Because it doesn't, like... There, so the I guess the thing that stands out the most is because Bill and Ted go on like such a solo journey for themselves. You know, like you get that really good scene of them talking to their older selves. I love that shit. Like, what a good fucking thing that was. Because it's like they're both like kind of they're goofballs about it, but it's also like it's very genuine. Yeah, you know, and it's very like relaxed and like it's the kind of thing where it's like yeah, like like uh, this Bill like. Older Bill would talk to older Bill this way. Like, yeah. he would talk to old, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, it's that like, that was a good scene. Yeah, because they're already so used to all that shit. Like, it's just like, yeah, of course they wouldn't like it. Uh, but my point being, it's like, because they do all of that, you don't get enough time with them spending, like, they're not spending time with their daughters. Like, it's not, it's not set up to be that kind of movie. Yeah. You know, it, it's just like, you should have had maybe the daughters go with them, break them off into teams or something like that. You know, yeah. show us more of that. Yeah, because like, it's a missed opportunity because all of a sudden – because you get a little glimpse in the beginning that their daughters are like doing the you know the whole music thing as well, um, mm-hmm. which is cool. Um, I mean it's like um, a Force Awakens thing, right? Uh, like, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's A New Hope of Jace. So like right. I wouldn't have minded – the Bill and Ted part one story, but with the daughters, you know, and, and the same kind of journey. But like you said, they wanted to invest as well in the actual Bill and Ted characters, um, thinking the audience might have wanted to see where their journey goes. But in, in fact, like I would definitely see – I would prefer to see more of the daughters kind of develop and get yeah. some more play um, because it, it turns out they're the ones who are going to save – the world with this music and like it just came out of nowhere Um, yeah like if you wanted to do it just have bill and ted be the rufus type you know have bill and ted be like oh damn let's go to the future and figure this shit out and then then have them come back and be like oh we need to get our daughters to like do all this you know like it's do, do something like that to where it makes sense that like you know it was a, it's a nice ending. Like it's it's one of those things where it gives you like warm and fuzzy feelings. But if you think about it for two seconds, you're like, wait a minute, that doesn't yeah, make any sense. I, <laughs> it's like where was the build up for this? And, yeah. and I thought about it for several seconds, and that's why I have issues <laughs> because. But yeah, it, like it's, I, um, agree. It's I agree. A, it's a good twist of the movie that their daughters are the ones, and like honestly, like seeing them collect all the musicians, that you know, it's a, a little obvious. Um, but yeah. uh, again. Being obvious, 
being that, that that was an obvious thing, they should have worked more to kind of develop those characters and show more I of agree. them, you know? Um, but like, which leads me to the life saving, earth saving song. Like, it sucks. Um, yeah. Like, it, it sucks, dude. Um, and I was surprised. I'm like, wait a minute. This is what's going to save the world and i didn't like the whole they had to go back to give instruments to everybody and i i did like the joke of uh, like because they that they finally play into the multiverse kind of thing here yeah that's what like i wish that wasn't so rushed because i love when ted's like i'm an infinite version of me right now (laughs) he just kind of put like poofs you know i like that gag and i'm like i wish we got more of that yeah i wish we got Ted, Ted realizing, or that's what I'm saying. If we got Bill and Ted face the multiverse, yeah, then we would have had that oh, just naturally. Well, wasn't that you know like I mean? a, a little homage to the Matrix with uh, with the architect guy? Remember? Oh, <laughs> I think that's what it was too. Yeah, <laughs> it looked familiar too. <laughs> I think they were just kind of playing around with that, but like, yeah, you're right. Like everyone playing along and stuff. It's a it's a warm and fuzzy feeling kind of I ending. I mean, and like. You can't, yeah, it's you like can't a, fault it for listen, that, but at the same time, the ending like, was like watching a Trolls movie with the kids. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, Everybody yeah. just starts singing out of nowhere, and like, it, yeah, like I get it, but I wish I, I would have been okay with it if the song was better. You know, you know and also it was kind of like it just kind of ended it after did, that, dude. It just ended right there. You, you know, it's weird. Like that was weird too. I thought we were gonna get like another. I thought. You know, I would have loved a jam out session in the garage. Yeah, I thought that's you, what we were going to get, to be honest. With bring you. us back to the first one and yeah. have them like have the daughters recording on a phone or whatever, you know, like show us the daughters jamming out or show yeah. us like the. I thought we were going to get a post credit scene or, or something like that with that same kind of sequence where the daughters are, are in the garage and shit and, and they're yeah. finally playing music because like they were they're playing with like with uh, with drum machines and sampling machines and like like electronic devices and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, so. and honestly, that's not a bad idea. No, I really dug good, that. I was like, yeah, idea. if they were going to be cuz DJ DJs are the new like the rock star types, Yeah, you know? exactly. You, and they were um and as a musician myself, like I know what they were doing with the drum machines and stuff and I thought that was that was dope because it's easier for somebody to get um into making their own music by using those kinds of tools. You know, it's hard right. to pick up a guitar and just start writing fucking songs and shit, you know? Um, but if you have a good ear, you know, you can pick up a drum machine and start making some beats and start making some samples and loop some stuff around and figure that stuff out. You know, I'll watch a little YouTube video here, a little YouTube video there. You can start making your own music. So I thought that was a really good uh, idea for them to kind of um, – modernize that whole thing because not everyone wants to pick up a guitar and start a band um, yeah. you know um, but people want to make music and kind of just release it on uh, online as just themselves you know and you can yeah. as a one person do that which is dope so I definitely like that but again with that said it would have been dope to hear their music before that that whole save the world like here make a song and save the world like I want to hear what you did before you know, right. like what are you guys musicians? Like all of a sudden you guys are like, you know, writing music and telling people what to play. Like, are you like, how does that happen? You know, um, yeah, I'm like, it's super critical about it, but it's annoying because it's a movie based around music. 
you know, and and movies based around music have to be careful with that stuff. Like, yeah, it's it's yeah, it's one of those things where like it, it they but Bill and Ted asks a lot out of you. You know, it asks you to like just kind of like it's a it's a it's an adventure. It's a journey. It's like a, it they they want you to like suck all that up, but like it it is harder in part three because it's just like because you can't focus on the Bill and Ted dynamic anymore because no, Ted isn't there completely. You know, and you can't you, like, apparently you can't focus too much on like the princesses. They're doing something I, like in the movie. We didn't even talk about that. Cause like, what are yeah. they even doing? Like, <laughs> yeah. They're, you know? they're trying to see if they want to stay in their marriages. It's like, listen, you're from the 1400s. Like, what are you going to do? You know? Yeah. Like <laughs> fuck off with that. Like who cares? <laughs> But then again, Bill and Ted were fucking annoying as shit trying to come up with a fucking song for like over 20 something years, right? Yeah. And so that's the thing. I, I don't blame them either. So it's it like that's the thing. It's because the Bill and Ted isn't strong anymore. I, oh, I, I, dude. That's and, yeah. That's yeah. And that fucking robot. Oh, no. Oh, oh, we didn't even talk about that. What a bad joke. Oh, what my it just, God. And it just kept going. Was like, it David Walcott or something? Dave, David something, but like it's I don't know what that is. I don't know if they're trying to do death again, but like death is there. Death was there <laughs> in the movie and it was good. Too. It's like just give death more lines. Why wouldn't Dude, you do that? That's like, terrible. What a bad and he ruins every scene he's in. Yeah, and he's in for like the last third of the movie. And just like, visually, it, too, like it's not a good it. It, oh yeah, it's no. kind of it's kind of on the creepier side, honestly. But like, it's not a good, it's not well done. Well, the movie just doesn't look good. Yeah, I, you know, I've Hell it's budget like shit. Yeah, oh, but it did have that cool idea of the just the falling bodies. I really yeah. like. Yeah. In terms of like hell depictions, that's a neat idea, and I did like the visual of the truck going back up and hitting the bodies on the way up. That's yeah. a fun thing. Yeah. Like, as I'm saying, credit where it's due, but also, like, discredit where it's due. <laughs> like, oh, dude, yeah, it's seriously. just, just look at Bogus Journey and look at all those visuals. And then, then you get this one. You know, it, it's like they didn't have to do it. I, that's the thing. I'm glad they finally did it. Like, it, I'm, you know, I hope that's what they wanted, but like, uh, I don't they, want any more Bill and Ted. You know you what? Know? I would want a Bill and Ted with the, you know, with the daughters. Do you though? Like, do you I'd like them? See, I'd want to see what they can do. You know, I don't think right. it's ever going to happen, but I think that would be a bit more interesting in terms of what. Uh, um, you know what though? No, because like the, the, the whole thing with that is the time travel shit. You know, yeah, and, and it, the, it, time travel is done, dude. Like it's that. Uh, I, that's the other thing too. It's been twenty years. We've had tons of time travel shit. It was fucking the end game. Like, it was the end game of end game, you know, like, of Marvel shit, like, time travel. I yeah. think that's what it is. We're just, we're just over it. <laughs> it's, um, and, you know, it's funny, because it seems like it was written, like, back in the 80s, early 90s and shit. Yeah, right? like, it's the same script that they've been trying to make for, like, you know, I, I that's agree why with you. I think. You're right. That's why it's like, wait a minute. It's why it's so dated in some we ways. Haven't, we okay. haven't updated this shit. The only... The only updates are like, you know, this is why the graphics look like trash, too, because it was supposed to be an early 90s movie. You know why? Because Hell looks like Spawn. Remember the Spawn movie? Yeah. Right? The Hell kind of resembles yeah. Spawn. When I, I was looking at it, I was waiting for Violator to show up. 
You know? It was the the hell and bedazzled look better. Just bringing that all back around to bedazzled. bedazzled. But uh, wow. <laughs> but you know what? I, I, I guess as a, a final stamp on it, uh, just it's fine. Yeah, I I the more we talk about, it, the more I agree with you. Like, yeah, just watch it on TV. You wait for it. <laughs> yeah, watch, wait, it, watch the, it with commercials. Yeah, watch it when it comes on Sci-Fi. Yeah, yeah watch watch it with commercials in in like a year. You know, next year it'll be on Sci-Fi, and just watch it then. Man, then, uh, yeah, what a shame! What a shame! You know what? Also, kind of a little bit of a tiny shame. Oh um, no! <laughs> yeah, man. Um, uh, Metallica's SNM two. It's uh, in terms of the actual concert, um, mm-hmm. because I, I'm pretty sure you've listened to the first one. Yes. Um, yes. Uh, so you're familiar with that goodness, and the second one isn't as good in terms of the set list. Um, okay. They definitely, you know, span across their whole discography. Um, Ooh, adding- so that's that's probably why it's not so great then, because it's like we I we've talked about this before. <laughs> I I don't know if we talked about it recently, but like Metallica, the new stuff. I I know on my end I. I know. Yeah, we both came to consensus. We kind of forgive them because it's like it's hard to be angry when yeah. you're a billionaire. You know? I know. I'm, I'm a Metallica <laughs> apologist myself, and like, right. yeah, you, you fucking you're the most successful heavy, you know, heavy music band ever. Period. You know, um, you're bigger than Black Sabbath in terms of like what you've accomplished yeah. and you know the money you've made. Um, but in terms of um, their d- what I was saying, the the set list spans their whole discography. But mm-hmm. um, like SNM one, the songs they do pick and play here are actually elevated. So it okay. makes you okay. actually appreciate their newer shit some more. Because you're like, oh shit, that's a fucking catchy ass song. You know, you have a song from Death Magnetic on there. You have a couple songs from Hardwired to Self Destruct on there, and of course they go back to you know to Load. They go back to reload. They do one one from Kill, uh, Kill 'Em All, one from Ride the Lightning, one from Master of Puppets, uh, one from Just for All. So they kind of pick one from every album, pretty much. Um, and it sounds good, you know, like it's a good set list in terms of just kind of you know the overall um, the overall kind of vibe. It kind of falls short, man. Um, I think also that's the production of it because it's in a bigger fucking like like setting. I think the sound gets it gets kind of meshed up. Like I appreciate the you know the symphony, but I want to hear James sing, you know, and I want to hear them play their guitars, and it doesn't it's it doesn't come out in the mix as well as in part one for mm, yeah okay. like an snm one the symphony was in the background you heard the symphony but you definitely heard the band first before you yeah, started it, to pick out all the instrumentals you know yeah it's not it's not overpowering yeah like, exactly it, they're they're ju- they're there just to amplify it yeah you know and you can't amplify it like but oh like fucking take over them yeah exactly <laughs> so, so that's it, a shame yeah, yeah so in this one the mix and the production was it was surprisingly off for like a Metallica production. Usually they're 
they're pretty like spot on elite in terms of like recording and and mixes like currently not saint anger saint anger doesn't count um but like i was surprised how how kind of not as potent the mix was through the speakers so, so that was a little upsetting and on top of that like i I like the old school stuff more, but they stayed away mm-hmm. from the heavier stuff. Um, but overall, it was uh, it, it's cool. Like as a Metallica fan, it's cool to kind of see them play their newer stuff and and like actually enjoy the newer stuff. But that's what right. happened with S and M. Like songs like "Bleeding Me" and "Outlaw Torn" um, from the Load album, like they were elevated because of how they played it live there um, and it just goes to show you how good this band is live um, and I can't wait to see them live again man but um, SNM 2 was cool um, it was super hyped up to be something super awesome and it wasn't as you know as hyped up as um, as the first one honestly it wasn't as good in my opinion at all dude I mean I, in terms of hype I didn't even know they did part 2 until you told me they did part 2 no yeah like, holy but, shit yeah 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 I'm talking the hype like based in the metal community and stuff like that okay so, okay yeah, yeah 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 so like you know everyone was excited about SNM2 because like yo the first one was fucking great um but the, you know th- this one's good but again this is legit 20 fucking years after the first yeah. one dude. 20 years it's a it's a literally different metallica yeah literally legit because the one in 99 came out after they had released uh reload and stuff with uh fuel the song fuel you know fuel right oh dude Um, i love fuel yeah it's a good song so they uh, they came out with their s with snm after they came out with reload right where Mm -hmm. fuel was there and memory remains was also on that one you know um, I like, so, what do you think of Memory Remains? I like the song. It's catchy as shit. Right? Okay, cool. Because I... Again, but again, that, SNM is the reason why I like that song. Because I've heard yeah. the song before. And Fuel as well. I've heard the song before. But I like it didn't really click like that with me. Um, because um, I was like, yeah, you know, whatever. But then with SNM, like, I'm like, holy shit, this song is really fucking good. You know? <laughs> um, like, Fuel was... Uh, uh, like I mentioned, like all the songs that they play live and specifically in the S&M albums, you begin to appreciate that song and that album for what it was worth. This is why I'm a Metallica fan. This is why I'm okay with them kind of doing what they want to do now because uh, like I see the quality and, and, and their vision and what they want to put out, you know, um, mm-hmm. because like, for example, Fuel – like and memory remains on S and M. Those songs sound fucking great, and even with the backing of the orchestra and the symphony, um, it sounds even better. And um, and again, we jump twenty years later into S and M too, and songs like um, Halo on Fire from Hardwired to Self Destruct, songs like um, The Day That Never Comes from Death Magnetic, um, mm. and, uh, songs like um, uh, um. All within my hands from St. Anger of all albums, you know. You know. Have we? Uh, I don't think we were talking about Death Magnetic. I like it. Like Death, I, I like, I like a lot of it actually. I like, like uh, Death Magnetic. It's a little long. I think they go a bit yeah. long in the songs with the jamming and shit. Um, yeah, but like the songs are pretty solid. That, um, that, yeah, I mean the what the title song is like fucking like six minutes, isn't it? Like, is it Death Magnetic? Like fucking twenty. Minutes? I don't know. <laughs> They're it's all long. long. 
my favorite one from that one is um um uh all nightmare long that one's good yeah i, I, like def- I agree yeah 100 um but uh, the one they played on snm was the day that never comes right and yeah. like I was like, shit, I forgot how, like, like not I forgot, but damn, I didn't realize how good the song was, you know, um, because I know the song, but I didn't listen to it because I'm like, yeah, fuck it. I'm not going to listen to Death Magnetic right now, you know, <laughs> but like now I'm like, holy shit, let me go back to Death Magnetic and check it out. You know, this is what happened with Load and Reload when they came out with with, with the first S&M, like, you know, mm-hmm. like I recently done a Metallica Monday thing all all summer long, all pandemic long pretty much. Um, so like every Monday I would post something about Metallica and going back and, and doing all that research and listening to all that music again, you really kind of like, you pick up the Load album thinking of S&M and how they, they kind of elevated Outlaw Torn and Bleeding Me and Hero of the Day, you know, and, um, and until it sleeps, you know, like you're like, holy shit, man, this album's pretty decent. Yeah, they they have some fucking duds on those albums, 100% trash songs. But like, you know, for the most part, you appreciate the band for what it is. And this is, again, a big testament to Metallica and their live show, how they just are. They're a live band. That's the meaning of a live band and significance of, of being a live band. And this is why they're so successful. Dude, just seeing SNM two, bro. Like, uh, they have this thing called the Metallica Club, right? Dude, SNM two had people from all over the fucking world, dude. All over the fucking. World. Wow. I saw fucking Dominicans, dude. I saw people with Dominican flag waving fucking the Dominican flag and shit, being part of the Metallica Club, and that's that was awesome. People from fucking Mexico, Colombia, all parts of South America. All That's parts legit. of Europe, yeah. dude, like all together in this huge fucking space, waving all their flags. It's like, yo, Metallica is fucking huge. And like, like, yeah, that just know. that just cements it, dude. Like yeah. what you were saying, like they at this point, like we we've, we've said it before too, and it, it's pretty adept here. Where it's like you, it like you said, it's not the best thing, but it's also like it's pretty good. And that's honestly the you can't really. I don't want to say you can't really expect too much because they can still surprise you with like a really good fucking yeah, jam. Who yeah, fuck, they like, can. You know? Like, but for like, example, I, um, like Hardwired to Self Destruct, the title track of that mm-hmm. is fucking heavy. That's that's one of the heaviest songs that they've put out in in, uh, in a hot minute. And that was also like, you know, leading me to believe that album was going to be the same like that. that wasn't. Oh, yeah. but, um, <laughs> but like you're saying, like, you know, we're not saying to expect great things, but you know, every time you, let's say, anytime you go to a Metallica show, one hundred percent, you're going to be satisfied. Period. Yeah, you know? uh, yeah. They're the they're the old guard. They're old faithful of metal. <laughs> you know, um, a lot of people won't agree with that because they're going to go to the Slayers and the Panteras and the Megadeths and the Exodus but you know, there's a reason. It, there's a reason they're so big. Uh, the, Listen, that's. Yeah. There's a reason why they call you know you know the big four of thrash metal right right um, they had a concert for the big four right mm-hmm. um, of thrash metal and who headlined the big four of thrash metal Metallica that's it yeah. that's all you got to say all right because um, it was what it was Anthrax Slayer Megadeth was Megadeth there yeah, I think yeah. it was Megadeth right yeah Megadeth and Metallica and who headlined out of all those fucking guys fucking Metallica that's all I gotta say yeah. about that but uh, <laughs> um, enjoy SNM 
Um, enjoy the set list. There's a couple of, of like they. There's like two original like um symphony orchestral pieces in, in the middle of there that are kind mm-hmm. of like pfft, nobody wants to hear that. Like I appreciate there's, classical there's music. There's no like there's no like no leaf clover. Yo, fucking. Oh no, that's there. That, oh okay. No, of course that's there. That's a, that's that song in particular was only released and has only been recorded in SNM. Like right. there is no actual like studio recording of that song, which again is a testament to SNM and how awesome that was. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like SNM two doesn't have that like that kind of song where it's no, like you. It's no. like oh. That no, sucks. Yeah, okay. Yeah. No, there's no. That's pretty much all you need to say, too. Like for yeah, that. there's no new song. I'm glad you brought that up. But, but there's no new song there. Like the newer stuff okay. on there is like, like I was saying, these orchestral pieces that the symphony wrote, and they're kind of, you know, I appreciate classical music, but you know, it gave me two more Metallica songs instead of that. Honestly, yeah, it's like if you're trying to like buy time, at least do a classical version of one of their songs or something. Do like, you know, um, it's like if that's the like, break time, you know. Yeah, like, like one of the <laughs> there's one of the this guy, one of the um bassists from the orchestra. He plays mm-hmm. the cover of Anesthesia, which is from Kill 'Em All, which is dope. Um, that's dope. But, but to kill time, I would have like preferred them to do another instrumental, just the orchestra do an instrumental of like Metallica. Yeah. Like, don't do fucking some new shit. Nobody wants to hear that, honestly. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, that's what that. I mean. Like yeah. it's it's like just fucking cover what is like do fucking Enter Sandman. Who gives a shit? Like just it, it's break time. You like, know what I mean? Me, there's better. tons of Metallica songs you can cover. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's um, what I'm saying. Like just fucking pick whatever. Who yeah. cares? So in, but, in like, that aspect, yeah. um, I would definitely. Like like here S and M one over and over again comparison to this one, but uh, it's a good like it's like I said it's a good retrospect in their whole discography, you know. Like it, mm-hmm. it takes one song from every pretty much from every album. Um, they, they even do Unforgiven three, which is like what? Wow. Yeah. Okay. And, 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 and that actually sounded pretty good. And usually I don't like the Unforgivens except for the first one. <laughs> yeah. 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 But they did Unforgiven three, and that was surprising. Like. Um, to the point where, like, where it's in my head, and I'm like, "Why am I thinking about this song?" <laughs> um, but yeah, but uh, just listen to, go out there and listen to Metallica, listen to S and M, S and M two, um, listen to good music. Um, and we want to just quickly say before we end this uh, this episode, yeah. um, uh, rest in peace to um, to Chadwick Boseman, uh, the Black Panther yes. himself. Um, sad. Sad loss right there. Big loss um, in the whole acting community. Uh, he passed away from cancer. Um, that sucks big time. Yeah, it, it sucks. He was young. He was like 42, I believe. That's what they said. And that's wild. And like the whole thing is he was hiding it the whole time. Like yeah. no one knew that he had cancer until like he was apparently like from 2016. So basically like from the first time we see him in Civil War, like he's already like he was already facing that shit. Yeah, that's so, like, uh, it, that's what's wild that's and wild. like it, it's it's tragic you know what i mean yeah. like you know and it's it, you, there's stuff we we can talk about for all that for later but it's just like it's tragic and yeah, that sucks it, and you know bet, like major condolences from like oh ooh, I know, it's like major condolences from us uh from no, texas sure. arturo here from texas arturo here from like, everyone here at corpse feed like you know um you know our thoughts and best wishes are with you guys um, it sucks for what major thing that's going to suck for the little kids, you know, the little kids who looked up to Black Panther, yeah, uh, little it, brown kids, little black kids, you know, 
Yeah, um, it, it sucks because he, he really was a hero. He was, you know? yeah, and, yeah, he was legit a hero to those little kids. Um, so rest in power, my man. Rest in paradise. Mm-hmm. You will be missed. It's going to be hard to replace you, man. Um, and uh, also, uh, rest in power, uh, Riley Gale from Power Trip. This kid's 35. Um, yeah, that, oof. What a- just, uh, yeah, dude, like out of nowhere, too. I was just going like through the rounds on my feet all of a sudden last week. And like I saw that and I was like, whoa, like where the fuck did that happen? Um, it was great. Like the, the band Power Trip was an up and coming thrash metal band from Texas. Um, a legit solid fucking thrash metal band. Um, and uh, Riley Gale himself was um, very progressive in terms of his thinking, you know. Uh, but mm. he was very inclusive. He was very open about uh, his thoughts and his opinions about how everything is going in this country. He was very um, open about, uh, you know, about white privilege and uh, mm-hmm. and about how this community of metal itself is um, can get very down and very racist sometimes, unfortunately. And uh, right. one thing he said specifically was like, yeah, like like he said, um that yes, we're making music as white males, but it doesn't mean that we're just making music for white males, you know? Um, mm-hmm. and, and that was dope. And he also appeared on Body Count's uh, track, uh, Point the Finger, which is uh, um, Ice-T's band, uh, um, Ice-T's metal band. And, and that's a really good song. So um, it sucks. That's a big loss in the metal community. Super uh, nice dude from what I've been reading. Um, uh Super talented, great band. Condolences go out to all the bandmates, all, all his family members and his friends. Um, remember, folks, that um, it's uh, it's a dangerous world out there, man. But we're here to walk you through it, and we mean that. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Uh, thanks for just listening, and I hope we you know we give you guys some sort of comfort, some sort of relaxation, uh, stress relief in these crazy times. Um, don't forget to check out the Instagram. The Facebook, the Twitter, I'm on there sometimes. Um, and don't forget to be good to each other. Don't forget that Black Lives Matter always. See you guys next week. Thanks for joining us. Oh, and big ups to uh, to Glenn Morawski for that music in the front. We love that shit. And big ups to uh, to Dell for the the awesome art you guys are seeing th- these days uh, for the morgue. We highly appreciate it, and we're forever thankful. Mm-hmm.